Good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to thus rejoice today because I realized that 2,000 years ago, there was a child born, a son given. The government was upon his shoulders. His name was wonderful. Counselor, the Almighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. We call him Jesus because he saved his people from their sins. Jesus is the reason for this season. On behalf of our pastor, Jonathan Fields, First Lady Melody Fields, we want to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise because today is truly going to be a blessing. We want you just to say happy Sabbath, just greet somebody. We want you to share a link and save a life, start a watch party because today is truly going to be a blessing. And we're just so happy that you decided to join us today, Facebook or wherever you're watching. We just want to greet you in the name of Jesus. This is our last Sabbath of 2020. I don't know about you, but this has been a rough, this has been a rough uh, year. But it's only been because of the grace of God that we have made it this far. So I thank God. We, we can pray and thank God today. Tabernacle Praise believes in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer, and we believe in the grace of God. You know, angels marvel at the fact that, uh, that we don't pray as much as we should because prayer is the key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse. You may say, well, what's in heaven's storehouse? In heaven's storehouse is the warehouse where omnipotence, all power, is in God's hands. We have that. God says, I'm just a prayer away. Only thing we have to do is pray. And so I just thank God for the power and privilege of prayer. So we just want you just to uh, type in your prayer requests right now. And even if you don't hear it today, just know that the, that the pastor, uh, the prayer team, the elders are praying uh, for your prayer requests. So send them in. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name would simply humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. This land needs healing today. So I ask Elder uh, O'Meal to take us to the altar today in prayer. Amen, amen, amen. We we just thank God today for just his grace and his mercy uh, for keeping us through the year of 2020. We know that um, this year has been very challenging for many people. And so we, we trust God that he will do the impossible in our lives. Today, I don't know what your prayer request is, but I know that we all have a prayer request. And I trust in the omnipotent power of God and so wherever you are, can you assume an attitude of prayer as I intercede this morning? Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and our grief to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, this morning, oh God, we just wanna thank you for just being an awesome God. We want to thank you, oh God, for keeping us safe, oh God, through this week. We want to thank you, oh God, for keeping us safe throughout the year 2020. God, we know that the year is not yet come to an end, but we thank you, oh God, that we have reached thus far. God, there are many, oh God, today who, who, who wish this year has never happened. But God, I pray even now, that you will comfort, oh God, those who, oh God, have lost family members or loved ones through this year. God, I pray that you will comfort every heart at this moment. Lord, I pray for everyone who have encountered any form of sickness um, that, that challenged their life, oh God, and their health. I pray, God, that you will reveal yourself even now to them and let them know, oh God, that you are still the bomb in Gideon. You are still the lion and the tribe of Judah. God, we know and we trust, oh God, in your omnipotent power, God. We trust and know, oh God, that you are the one who knows everything. And so, God, this morning, I just want to place before you, oh God, 
every thought, oh God, whether they are good or bad. I pray, God, that you will help us, oh God, to, to think of that which is good and not evil. God, I pray that this moment, oh God, as your as your human servant, God, is about to come and present your words to your people. I pray, God, that our hearts will be transformed, oh God, as a means of your messenger and your word. God, I pray, Lord, even now that you will give us receptive hearts. So as we hear your word, oh God, they will find enlargement in our heart. God, I pray for each and every person on this line today, oh God. Those who, oh God, are just taking tune part in this service. God, I pray that you will give them a special blessing, God. I don't know in what means or ways, but I pray, God, that you will bless somebody immensely, oh God. I pray, Lord, that somebody, oh God, will experience today Jesus as they have never experienced him before. And, oh God, we thank you, oh God, that in this time up here, oh God, we are reminded that even though we are living in a broken world, even though we are living in a world, oh God, where we are, we are, we are wrong seem to be right and right seem to be wrong. We thank you, oh God, that your, your son Jesus was born. We thank you for the reminder that there is still hope in every situation, God. And so, Lord, when we face discouragement, we know, oh God, that there's hope. When we face difficult times and hindrance in our lives, we know, oh God, that we have hope. So we thank you, oh God, for the reminder in this season that there's still hope, oh God. And even though it seems that we're living in a world of hopelessness, we thank God for his son, Jesus Christ, who came on this earth and to, to give us hope and to give us assurance that there is a better life. There is a better way. And so we thank you, oh God, for what you have done for us. You know, oh God, as we, as we await to hear from you, we pray, God, that your words, oh God, will resonate something in us. It will bring out something in us that will, that will help us to be closer, John, to you. God, I pray even now, Lord, for every song, every person who participate, oh God, in this service. I pray, God, that everything that is done, it will be done in honor of your name. Your name will be magnified. Your name will be glorified at this hour, at this time, because you said in your words, oh God, that if I be lifted up, that you will draw all man unto you. And so, oh God, I pray even now that as we lift up the name of Jesus, that somebody will be drawn closer to him. Somebody will, will be drawn closer to Jesus Christ and is on a saving relationship with him. Oh God, we trust, oh God, that whatever comes our way. We trust, oh God, that your power is there to lead us and to guide us. We trust that you are there to, to, to anchor and to keep us safe, oh God, in the midst, oh God, of hardship and difficulties, oh God. We trust that you will keep us safe, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done for us. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing even now and what you will do in the future. Oh God, take us in charge. I ask, oh God, also that you will forgive us of our many sins. For the known sin and the unknown sin, forgive us. Because truly, oh God, our desire, our purpose and our will is to live for you. Is to honor you in everything we do. So now, oh God, be with us. Be with all of us. In Jesus' name I pray and I say thanks. Amen and amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath, Tabernacle of Praise family and friends. I wanted to share this morning a poem with you entitled The Story of the Christmas Guest. And this is by Helen Steiner Rice. It happened one day at December's end, some neighbors called on an old time friend and they found his shop so meager and mean, made gay with a thousand bows of green. And old Conrad was sitting with his face ashine when he suddenly stopped as he stitched the twine. And he said, my friends, at dawn today, when the cock was crowing the night away, the Lord appeared in a dream to me. And he said, I'm coming, your guest to be. So I've been busy with feet astir, strewing my shop with branches of fur. 
The table is spread and the kettle is shined and over the rafters, the holly is twined. And now I'll wait for my Lord to appear and listen closely so I will hear his steps as he nears my humble place. And I'll open the door and I'll look on his face. Then his friends went home and left Conrad alone for this was the happiest day he had known for long since his family had passed away and Conrad had spent many a sad Christmas day. But he knew with the Lord as his Christmas guest, this Christmas would be the dearest and best. So he listened with only joy in his heart and with every sound he would rise with a start and look for the Lord to be at his door like the vision that he had had a few hours before. So he ran to the window after hearing a sound, but all he could see uh, on the snow covered ground was a shabby beggar whose shoes were torn and all his clothes were ragged and worn. But old Conrad was touched and he went to the door and he said, your feet must be cold and sore. I have some shoes in my shop for you and I have a coat to keep you warm too. So with grateful heart, the man went away, but Conrad noticed the time of day and he wondered what made the dear Lord so late and how much longer he'd have to wait. Then he heard another knock and he ran to the door, but it was only a stranger once more, a bent old lady with a shawl of black and a bundle of kindling piled on her back. But, he asked, but she asked only for a place to rest, a place that was reserved for Conrad's great guest. Her voice seemed to plead, don't send me away. Let me rest for a while this Christmas day. So Conrad brewed her a steaming cup and told her to sit at the table and sup. After she had left, he was filled with dismay, for he saw that the hours were slipping away. The Lord had not come as he had said he would, and Conrad felt sure he had misunderstood. When out of the stillness, he heard a cry, please help me and tell me where am I? So again, he opened his friendly door and stood disappointed as twice before. It was a child who had wandered away and was lost from her family on Christmas day. Again, Conrad's heart was heavy and sad, but he knew he could make this little girl glad. So he called her in and he wiped her tears and he quieted all her childish fears. Then he led her back to her home once more as he entered his own darkened door. He knew that the Lord was not coming today for the hours of Christmas had all passed away. So he went to his room and he knelt down to pray and he said, Lord, why did you delay? What kept you from coming to call on me? I wanted so much your face to see. Then softly in the silence, a voice he heard, lift up your head, I have kept my word. Three times my shadow crossed your floor. Three times I came to your lowly door. I was the beggar with bruised cold feet. I was the woman you gave something to eat. I was the child on the homeless street. Three times I knocked, three times I came in and each time I found the warmth of a friend. Of all the gifts, love is the best. I was honored to be your Christmas guest. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Joy to the 
heaven and earth receive our King. Let every Let every heart prepare Him rule. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and heaven and nature sing. 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 Great joy. everyone a Merry Christmas and also an upcoming Happy New Year. Uh, now that the Christmas excitement is over of Christmas, the excitement of Christmas Day is over, uh, nothing left but wrapping paper and leftovers. Just want to remind you now that remember to square up with God before the end of the year. Maybe you've accidentally forgotten what to return one of your tithe or offering amounts. Now is a good time to square up and make that right with God. He still expects us to do our very best and to be honest and faithful in tithe and in offering. Also at this time of the year, many people are planning for their New Year's resolutions. Well, I wanna challenge you to a New Year's revolution, a New Year's revolution of your relationship with Christ, a New Year's revolution of your connection with God, and a New Year's revolution of your listening to the Holy Spirit's pleadings. I wanna let you know that many times our resolutions we end up dropping those after a month or so. You know, we just don't have the commitment. But a revolution is a change of heart, a change of attitude, and a change of actions. So let's have a New Year's revolution in terms of our use of our stewardship gifts that God gives us. Time, talent, temple, and treasure. Make a revolution in your use of time for God this coming year. How can I be uh, more aware of how I'm using my time for the Lord Am I using my time to win souls for Christ? Am I using my time to increase and improve my relationship with him? Or am I just foolishly fritting away the last hours of life? Let's make a revolution, a change in how we use our time. Don't just give God one day a week. Give God more time throughout your week. How about a New Year's revolution in terms of your talent? Use your talents to bless God, to use your talents to lift up the name of Christ to lead others to him. Maybe you can help out in some way at the church. Now that we're all on the uh, doing online services, uh, maybe you can use your talent with media. Maybe you can use your talent with music. Maybe you can use your talent with the organization to help the church have the best 
online service that it possibly can. How about using your temple? That's your body. Improve your temple for God this year. Eat a more nutritious diet. Get out and exercise. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get back out in society quickly. Uh, you can always exercise at home. You can walk around your block with your mask on. Uh, you can take better care of what you eat. Not so much junk food this year. I know we've all done our had our share during these holidays, but let's turn over a new leaf in terms of how we treat our temple and use the new start to make a new start with God in this coming year. And also in terms of our, our treasure, our tithe and offering, let's make a revolutionary change in our honesty with God and in our offerings to be more generous with our offerings and to be more faithful with our tithe. Don't just have a New Year's resolution, make it a New Year's revolution. Do this for God. Use your time, talent, temple, and treasure to uplift the, uh, to uplift the cross of Christ and to lead others to him. Wishing each and every person a happy new year and a blessed new year. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we just want you just to be faithful as we are ending up this year. Tabernacle of Praise, we're very close to our budget. But before the 31st, we need to make sure that you square up with God. Amen. Because we want the blessings of God to fall down on us immensely. So we are blessed today as our pastor is on vacation, a Salah, much needed vacation. And he's getting charged up for the new year. But we have a we have a beautiful speaker today. Her name is Andrea Trusty King. She's internationally known. She has authored a couple of books, Seeking God, uh, Queen in Me. She has spoken uh, across the United States, uh, Canada, United Kingdom, the Caribbean, uh, Africa. She is sought out everywhere. She uh, received her doctor. Uh, degree in um, as it relates to youth, uh, uh, family, and culture. And she is a very intelligent young lady, and God has anointed her. She received her ministerial uh, degree, divinity, and also uh, she attended Oakwood College, uh, now university, and she is sought over all over the world, and we're blessed to have her today. And she has been pastoring for over 19 years. She's married to Kurt, Dr. Kurt King. They have two lovely children. Uh, she is presently pastoring the, the 16th Street uh, Church, Seventh-day Adventist Church in San Bernardino, uh, California. And she is a woman of God. So after uh, Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson and Sister Christina Hunter uh, sings, the next voice you will hear will be that of Dr. Pastor Andrea King. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Did you know that your baby boy will someday walk on water?
Praise the Lord. It is such a privilege to be here with you. I want to thank the PELT committee for um, this invitation and also your pastor for allowing me to share with you today. I am excited about this word. And so let's get into the word and let's go to God in prayer. Our gracious heavenly father, God, we bless you. We praise you and we thank you. We ask, oh God, that you would move this day. We ask, oh God, that you would have your way speak because your people need to hear a word from you. And Father, as you speak, as your spirit moves, we will give you praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. Today's theme is Selah, strength for the struggle. And I don't know if you know what Selah means. If you don't, that's okay. You're in good company because there are many, many scholars who don't know what it means either. As a matter of fact, there's this argument going on about what Selah really means. The jury is still out. And so although we don't have a, an exact translation, what we do know is that it's probably a musical term and it means to pause. Some say it means to pause and reflect. Others say that it means to stop and think. And so uh, as you are reading uh, the Psalms or as you are reading that chapter in Habakkuk, you may see this word sailor. It means to take a break, to pause, to think about it. If we ever needed a word before, we sure do need one now. And I like this word because with all of the crazy things that are taking place in this world right now, it is time for everybody to stop and think it's time for everybody to pause and reflect. Everybody needs to take a chill pill. Everybody needs to take a break. And if you feel that your stress level is high and you're anxious about what is coming next, then this is the message for you. If you feel like you're reeling from what has already transpired and you don't think you can take a little bit more, this message is for you. I want you to listen very closely because if you understand and begin to practice Selah, then you are going to find that there are blessings 
in the breaks. I want to share some of those blessings with you. So come with me, but I want you to be very careful. I want to take you to meet David, but you've got to be quiet because we don't want to give our position away. David is in the midst of a battle and he has just been crowned king of Israel. That funny smell in the air could be the fact that they just painted the sign with his name on it. The paint is still wet, hasn't even had an opportunity to dry and the Philistines have come out against him. This is one of those stories that is taking place in two books of the Bible. And so to get a full story, we want to look at first Chronicles chapter 14 and second Samuel chapter five. Let's read second Samuel chapter five, verse 17. It says, now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. I don't know if you caught that already. David is teaching us how to Selah. We are most familiar with Selah in a song, but now David is teaching us how to Selah in the midst of a situation, a how to Selah in the midst of a struggle. Did you catch the Selah? If you did, go ahead and type in the comments. I caught it. And if you didn't, then go ahead and say, I'm about to. The Bible says that when the Philistines heard that David was king, they went up. And the Bible also says that when David heard what the Philistines were doing, he went down. And verse 19 tells us that he inquired of the Lord. And so the Philistines set themselves in formation, but David set himself before the father. If you're with me now, type I'm with you. The enemy came for David and this under normal circumstances would have been a good time to punch, but David decided to pause in the middle of struggles. David didn't just say Selah. He didn't just sing Selah. What he did was show us Selah. He stopped, he paused, he reflected, he took a break. And I already told you there is a blessing in the breaks. Now, can I confess something to you? Just because I have your attention doesn't mean I have the achievement. I'm still learning this Selah thing. I recently had a conversation not too long ago with a family member and y'all, they came for me. Real talk. I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit my first response was to shout instead of to stop. I was ready to battle instead of to take a break. I didn't say la at first. And when I look back, if I had just sailored, if I had just taken some time to pause, to reflect, some time to stop and to think, I would have a cute illustration for you for this very message. But now I have to tell you what not to do. Don't do it like me because I got into a battle I was not prepared to fight. But that didn't happen to David, well, at least in this situation, because he took a break and he went before God, Selah. When his enemy was standing on the battleground, David decided to get onto holy ground. He went to a place of protection. It was not just a physical place, but it was a spiritual space because David tells us over and over again that the Lord was his stronghold. And so David decides to Selah. He takes a break. The question is, what happens when you Selah? You pause and think. You are thinking not just on your problem. It's not time to worry, but you are turning your eyes to the author and finisher of your faith. There's a blessing in the break. The first blessing in the break is when you pause, it gives you 
perspective. Things look different when you stop to reflect. Let me show you the power of Selah. Turn with me to uh, Psalm chapter three. And this is David talking in verse one. It says, Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Verse two, many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Now I want you to watch what happens because when he starts out, he's talking about his enemies. He's trying to count all of the people who are against him. And all he can say is, Lord, there are many. And then the next verse, he begins to talk about all of the things they are saying about him. He scanned the comments. He's read their social media posts and he knows they are talking bad about him. And until he got to that sailor, that's all he was talking about. But once he got to that sailor, there was a change in perspective. Once he took a break, once he began to pause and reflect and to think on all that was transpiring, he was able to change his perspective. That's why the next verse says, but you, oh Lord. Uh, I love that uh, because before the sailor, he was talking about all that others were doing to him and saying about him. But after the sailor, it says, but you, oh Lord are a shield for me. So before he knew about all of the people who were coming for him, but now he understands that God is for him. And he says, you, oh Lord are a shield for me, my glory. And even though my head was low, he says, you are the lifter of my head. That's good news today. That is the power of Selah. That is the blessing in the break. You are able to change your perspective. I don't know if you've ever been driving and and you couldn't find your way. I know it's happened to me and I've been going round and round in circles and I'm like, if I pass this Walmart, one more time. And what I have to do is sailor. I have to pull over and get my bearings. I have to turn the radio down so I can see. I have to uh, uh, get to a place where I can pause and reflect. And it allowed me to get a better perspective. That's exactly what David was doing. So in our story, he knows that the Philistines are coming for him. He knows that they have already raided his territory. It already looks bad. And in the midst of the sailor, he asked, shall I go up? Will you deliver me? Can I talk to some folk who are in some situations and you recognize that it already looks bad. You've spent your days and your nights trying to barrel through. You have spent your tears and your years trying to struggle through it, but maybe you need to sailor through it. There are many of us who are feeling overwhelmed and you don't think you're going to be able to make it. If that is you, then this story needs to be you. It is time for you to find the blessing in the break. I know you're thinking, I can't afford to take a break right now. Listen, you can't afford not to because the first blessing of the break is that the pause will give you perspective. You'll be able to see things that you couldn't see before. You'll be able to see things differently. God told him, go up and I will deliver you. That's all David needed to hear. He went out and met them in the battle or the Valley of Rephaim, which is translated either the Valley of death or the Valley of giants. But God showed up in the Valley. Listen, encourage your neighbor right now. Begin to type in the comments. God will show up in your valley. And so God showed up and he broke through those giants. He broke through death and he brought 
deliverance. David was so intent on changing perspective that he did not let people call this valley the valley of giants or the valley of death anymore. He changed the name to Baal Perazim. David was like from here on out, when you are in this place, it's not about being in the valley. When you are in this place, it's not about giants or death. When you are in this place, it's about the God of the breakthrough. When you are in this space, I need you to remember that this is the place that God breaks through whatever is coming for you. Selah. There's a blessing in the break because when you pause, it gives you perspective. Not only that, when you pause, it gives you power. When the chronicler tells the story in first Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11, it says, so they went up to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Did you get it? Did you find or see an example of the second benefit of the break? Uh, David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. Listen, God did a miraculous thing, but God gave David the power to accomplish it. God did all the work, but he put all that power into David's hand. If God is going to do all of that, listen, this thing gets me excited because David literally asked God, will you deliver them into my hand? And God is like, yes. And so if God is going to put the enemy in his hand, that means he needs to put power in his hand. That means he needs to put courage and bravery in his hand. That means he needs to put anointing in his hand. That means he needs to put put strength in his hand. God has to put something in his hand so he can handle what is coming his way. And so when David began to pause, he not only found perspective, but he found power. He found strength for the struggle. His pause gave him power for his problem. People who need power need to pause. Uh, one of my favorite people, LeBron James, knows this lesson well. Do you all know how much pause LeBron has in a regular day? LeBron gets about 12 hours of sleep every day. He understands that he needs to operate in power. And so he understands that he's got to operate with some pause. Come in here, Holy Ghost. And for those of us who need strength, that means that we need Selah. I remember when my children were little, they had these uh, grocery carts in the store and uh, they were regular grocery carts, but they had a toy car on top of it and they had steering wheels. And so my children love to sit in the grocery cart with the steering wheel. And you couldn't tell them that they weren't driving that cart. They had the wheel, they thought they were turning. They would even say beep, beep, excuse me to other uh, shoppers because they thought they were running things, but how many know it wasn't by their might nor by their power, but by their mommy, uh, they didn't move unless I moved them. Uh, it was not until I pushed that they began to go. And I feel like David began to understand this lesson. He couldn't do it without the Lord. If he had run out there by himself, if he had run out there instead of running to the Lord, he might've got out there and found that his hands were empty. He might've gotten out there and found that he did not have the power he needed. That's why I believe that Paul says in him, I live and move and have my being. You don't want to go in your own strength. That's why many of us are on the edge now. 
That's why many of us are tired and grumpy and anxious and, and, and we don't know what to do. We're overwhelmed. Why? Because we bypass the blessing of the break. But now we know if we need strength, we need to say la. That is a blessing of taking a break. When you pause, it gives you perspective. When you pause, it gives you power. Not only that, when you pause, it gives you possibilities. David experienced a victory, but the Bible says that the Philistines came out again. Can you imagine? David was already promised victory. God had already spoken on the matter. And so if the enemy wants to come again, uh, if it had been me, I might've gone straight out. But David didn't go straight out. Even though he already had a promise of victory, He they came out against him again. And David went before God again. He sailed. He paused and reflected with God. First Chronicles 14 verses 14 and 15. It says, therefore, David inquired again of God. And God said, you shall not go up after them, circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the top of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle for God has gone before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Listen, because David took time to pause and think because David took time to stop and reflect because he brainstormed with the best brain there is, he got new possibilities. He got new strategies. The Lord of hosts said, listen, y'all take the rear and me and my army will go ahead of you. Uh, listen for our footsteps. For when you hear marching in the treetops, then you'll know that we've run up ahead of you and brought victory for you. Hallelujah, somebody. God decided that he was going to make this thing a partnership. And so he said, don't go up like you used to. This time I need you to circle around and go back. And then I want you to hold until you hear something. Come in here, Holy Ghost. Uh, and then God went and struck down the army. David would have never thought of this by himself. New perspective new power and new possibilities came because he decided to pause because instead of running out to the struggle, he decided to stop and have a Selah moment. He decided to pause and reflect. He decided to listen, to see what the Lord had to say on this thing. And I want you to know that this doesn't just work for David. It doesn't just work for Bible characters, but it works for real people too. There's a man named uh, Matthew McPherson. He actually was a minister and he remembers uh, going from church to church. He ministered in all these churches over a weekend and all of the offerings and honorariums that he received, uh, he received $15. And he's like, Lord, I want to serve you. But listen, I can't feed my family on $15. And he began to seek the Lord. And God told him, I know every answer to every problem on the earth. If people would only ask me, I would give them the answers. And so Matthew, I loved archery. And he began to ask God, how do I build a better bow? Now, you know, he was just a hobbyist, but he really loved archery. And so on one day when he was taking a break, one day when he was in the midst of a sailor moment, uh, God revealed something to him. He said that he woke up and when he woke up, he saw a vision of a piece of paper and on the piece of paper, there was a sketch of a compound bow. 
Now, up until that time, people really uh, were struggling to figure out how to do the best compound bow. And I want you to know this hobbyist uh, changed the archery industry. And even though he was a heart, uh, he was a hobbyist. Now he has one of the largest archery companies. It's called Matthews archery company. They are one of the largest and they have changed the game in the archery world. Why? Because he took some time to sailor. Why? Because he found in God when he began to pause that God gave him new perspective and God gave him new power and God gave him new possibilities. God opened doors for him that he never thought would be open. The savior sent him a strategy, but it came through that moment of Selah. And I want you to know that God will open doors for you. God will download formulas to you. I'm trying to tell you there is a blessing in the break. And many of us, uh, even though we have been at home and our regular schedules have been interrupted, we are still stressed and still zoomed out. We are sick of conference calls and doing all kinds of things. We used to have clear days off, but now we just work and work and work. We can't sleep. We're eating bad. And what we need is to take a break. What we need is to figure out the blessing in the break. What we need is to take a pause. It is time for us to say la. And I want you to know that when you say la with the Lord, God will open up doors of opportunities and possibilities for you. I remember when I was working on my doctorate and I, I was at a deadline. It was a Friday and I woke up at two o'clock in the morning so that I could finish this paper and it needed to be in by 8 a.m. And I knew I had so much work to do. I was torn between uh, going straight to work or spending some time in Selah, spending some time pausing and reflecting, spending some time in prayer and in the word with the Lord. And I was like, God, I, I know you understand, but I'm not going to be able to do this uh, a, a time with you until after I finish my paper. But there was something on the inside that said, give me the time first, come aside. And so even though I had all this work to do, and I'm telling you, uh, this, this whole conversation was taking place at two something in the morning, but I decided to put the work aside and to spend some sailor moments with the Lord. I decided, even though I had all kinds of paper, I was going to take a pause and let me tell you what this great God almighty did for me while I was in my sailor time at about 3.03 a.m. An email came from my school. I don't know why they were emailing me at 3.03 in the morning, but while I was in the sailor time, uh, the, the, the person who grades the paper said, listen, I'm not going to be able to get to it this weekend. So don't send it to me until Monday. Can I tell you the God that we serve when you take time to pause, will open up doors for you. will open up new possibilities. I couldn't figure out how I was going to do it. And God just opened up a way so that I would have extra days. This is the God that we serve and it doesn't happen until we take time to pause. And there are many of you who are watching who are seventh day Adventists and you worship on the Sabbath day, which is supposed to be a day of rest, but you don't rest on the Sabbath day. And that is why you are frazzled and stressed out. And God is saying, listen, I need a complete pause. I need you to turn all that stuff off. I need you to stop cleaning and cooking. I need you to stop trying to get homework and, and work, work done. I need you to just Selah. I need you to just 
rest in my power, rest in my perspective, rest in my uh, possibilities, rest in the blessing that will come with this break. And when you decide that you are going to allow God to minister to you, when you decide that you are going to minister to God, when you decide that no matter what kind of struggle you find yourself in, you are going to Selah. I promise you, you will find a blessing in the break. You will find perspective for your problem. You will find peace in the midst of your pandemonium. You will find calm for your chaos. You will find wisdom in the midst of your worry. You will find answers for your anxiety. You'll find promises for every predicament. You'll find bravery for every battle. You'll find solutions for your circumstance and you'll find victory in the valley. You'll find faith for the fight. You'll find success for hard situations. You'll find strategies for your setbacks. You'll find a soothing for your sorrow. You'll find breakthrough when you want to break down. You'll find triumph for trouble and you will find strength for your struggle. Selah. God is calling us to pause. He's calling us to take a break. He's calling us to rest and reflect. He's calling us to think on these things. In the midst of our problems, we've got to pause. And I believe the beauty is in the break. If you were to hear a monotone, uh, just a there's not much beauty in that. It's actually quite annoying. The beauty doesn't come until you take a break. The beauty is in the break. And we have got to let this sailor break up the monotone of our work, 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 work. We've got to let this sailor break up the barriers of all of the craziness that continues to come at us, the worry and the anxiety, no matter what enemy is coming against you, no matter what is warring against you, against your church, against your family, against this nation, you, if you would just Find some time to Selah. I promise you, you will find blessing in the break. And so there may be some of you saying, you know what? This is, this is the word that I needed. And you are convicted that what you need is the blessing of the break. And so if that's you and you're saying, listen, I am going to Selah. In the next 24 hours, I'm going to get me somewhere and I'm going to say, I am going to take a break. I'm going to pause and reflect and not just reflect on problems. You are going to reflect on God's perspective. Let him speak to your situation. Let him speak to your circumstance. If that's you, go ahead and put it in the comments. I am going to say, and there may be somebody under the sound of my voice who has not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Today is your day. Today, you get to take a break from the crazy. Today, you get to take a break from the sin and the shame. Today, you get to take a break from the guilt. Today, if you hear my voice, Jesus says, harden not your hearts. And so if you want to accept Jesus as Lord and savior of your life, listen, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Our gracious heavenly father, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for moving and convicting me today. I confess that I need a savior. I confess that I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept Jesus Christ's sacrifice to wash them away and to make me new. Thank you for taking me as I am and thank you that you will make me into who you've called me 
to be. Give me the strength to Selah, to rest in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, if you just accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, we would love to know about it. At the very least, put it in the comments. Say, I just made a decision for Christ. And that way we can begin celebrating with you, praying for you. And if at all possible, uh, somebody may reach out to you. I am excited about the decision that you have made. And I am excited that we all going to get somewhere and say la. God bless you so much. And thank you for spending this time with me and with the Lord. But now move us out of the way and go spend some one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. Go get your blessing in this break. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Woo, that was powerful. I don't know about you, but I need a sailor. Oh, that word was right on time. That's what you call meat and due season, finding the blessing of the break. Praise the Lord. Doing this pause, don't just keep going on and stand on that treadmill. I'm so glad the Bible says they that wait on the Lord. He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not, and not get stressed out and faint. So I'm going to say lie and wait on the Lord and stop looking and concentrating on the problems, but concentrate on the problem solver. Say lie. Praise the Lord for that message. I don't know. I'm going to have to rewind the tape and go back and take more notes. That was really good. Praise the Lord, saints. So as we are uh, continuing throughout this Sabbath, we want you to say lie and just don't say that was a good message, but internalize it. As we get ready to start a new year, we start out with a new perspective because God has it all in control. Stop trying to figure it out and just take a pause and concentrate on God. We just have a few announcements um, this afternoon at 2.30. Uh, training for discipleship class will be uh, led out by Elder Carroll, studying out of the book Heaven, Chapter 5. And also this Wednesday, the last prayer meeting of the year, uh, we're going to have a special prayer meeting. Pastor is already gearing up for it. So we want you to tune in. We want you to invite somebody uh, for our midweek prayer service. So at this time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace forevermore. Amen.